everybody, and welcome back to uh, Jace Bellerin Must Die, Masood's Birthday Edition. Uh, I would like to thank Twitch chat for talking about churros and bubble tea literally the entire time, and now I am so hungry. Thank I'm you, chat. so hungry. Thank you have groceries. <laughs> I do, but I'm, I'm in the middle of something right now. I can't go make myself a soup or whatever. <laughs> right. That's actually a good point. <laughs> Everyone's talking about something. bubble tea and churros, so I'm going to go make soup after. We, we're all going to have a really unhealthy lunch. Um, exactly. So, yeah. I love uh, that you said masood's birthday edition implying that everything that happens in this episode is masood's fault for it being his birthday. <laughs> what if we re-educate torgor for masood's birthday or it's a gift to torgor <laughs> gift to torgor then I, someone I in the chat of re-education yeah a gift of re-education someone in the chat mentioned carlos o'kelly's a mexican irish cuisine yes yeah there's there's a f i've seen a few of those it's not totally abnormal the wow fusion joints yeah there's an irish place whose like main draw is their mexican food uh <laughs> in the place i grew up so go figure um it's just a mexican place that serves guinness <laughs> yeah right and has some shamrocks on the walls uh so let's let's jump back to tack um tack what what i guess is the question what is happening what is going on what are you doing where are you going Please help me understand what your plan is here. So you are currently still somewhat damp. Uh, you have a diaper made out of material you ripped off of a sheet. Uh, you have a knife made out of a broken mirror. You are ready mm -hmm. to rip. What are you going to do? Uh, you know, Adam, and I'm going to be completely pan with you right mm -hmm. now. Um, I thought that watching my fellow players do their thing yeah and come up with ideas and stuff Sure, would buy you some time would help me yeah. get like that spark of inspiration yep it did not <laughs> um <laughs> i mean i'm gonna i'm gonna leave it up to you to frame frame IDK. this up right so, yeah so either you i mean we could you could say like i'm gonna try to sneak out and so we get like stealth tech or we could uh. just cut to you in the Azorius cafeteria with an Azorius arrestor with a knife to his throat. Like, everybody get out. Like, you just go ahead and frame whatever catastrophe you think is is reasonable here, and then we'll see I, you try I to get out I think I will it. try to sneak out. What floor am I on? Do I know? Un the underground floor somewhere? Oh, I'm underground. Neat. Yeah, yeah. So um, new, new Prov is basically, like, all of the legitimate stuff, all the Senate stuff happens above ground in those three big pillar things oh okay. Th those are all the law offices and then okay. all of the then, law enforcement yeah. and prison stuff happens under yeah. uh, underneath it basement is all like the detention center yeah exactly um, no there is there is a prison and i don't think at this point in the timeline i don't think it's finished being built yet but the azorius are building this like enormous super prison somewhere in ravnica uh, but it cool. isn't done yet um so. and that's where we'll host the running man um <laughs> So if it's underground, they got to get ventilation in there. Yes. I want to crawl naked through some vents. Nice. Nice. You're going to groundskeeper Willie your way out of this. So uh, <laughs> I was going to say die hard. Why are you going to make it weird? Well, because I don't remember the it's part in die hard where John McClane rubs grease all over himself. <laughs> yeah. If he had started. Yeah. yeah. My, grease. yeah. My precious grease. <laughs> 
<laughs> Grease me up, woman. All right. I hate y'all. So, uh, so then, yeah, let's just let's just cut to that. You're already in the ducts, you know, crawling your way through. Yeah, um, like alien. Yes. Yeah, like like alien. Exactly. Wait, do goblins have another like internal mouth that comes out and like bites you? Oh, uh, you'll never know. <laughs> I put the diaper on, so now it's a mystery. <laughs> I'm so upset. This is what happens. This is what happens when we let TK decide what happens in the game. So, so you're crawling through the ducts, eased by your your slight uh, spritzing down of water uh, and your inherently greasy nature, and uh, you are attempting to navigate your way out of here. So, why don't we have you make a survival check? Yes. To uh to try to to try to find a way out. Oh man, that's not a great. Oh, I'm scared now. Oh, 21. Ha. Huh. All right. It just has to get more claustrophobic. The more like tunnels I am, yeah, the easier it is for me to navigate. Well, and like again, if you if you were uh, like any other guild, navigating through cramped underground tunnels might be claustrophobic or scary or difficult. But like you're a Golgari, you're a swarm. You live in hives. This is how it works. Yeah. So yeah, this is easy for you. Uh, so you yeah. you make some you make some some misturns here and there. Uh, you know you you um, you have a couple of close calls, but eventually. Uh, now, are you looking for a particular like kind of way out? Like, are, do you want to end up somewhere in particular? Are you trying to angle for like the sewers? Are you heading further down to get you uh, to get you into the underground? Or do are I know you... I'm underground? Do I know I'm in the earth? Um. I think it's a fair bet based on what Tack would know about Nuprov, yeah. Then I'll go up. Yeah, okay. So you want to emerge at street level, basically? Yeah, because, like, I have, like, a job I have to be at right now. Yeah, yeah, soon, right? Tonight. So you, I think we just get that classic, like, low shot, street level, lots of anonymous, like, boots and shoes walking by. We see a manhole cover lift slightly. <laughs> yellow eyes. Little yellow eyes sticking out, yeah. Uh, Is there then, a child nearby that I can drag into the so, <laughs> Yeah, right, you see this. You see this kid standing in the rain, and he's he's got his raincoat on, and he's sad because he just he just lost his little boat, and uh, <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, no. So when you when you look around, it does occur to you that you are still mostly nude, uh, and you have a knife, and so just jumping out into the street would probably alarm people. Uh, but fairly nearby, there are two two women talking. They're talking about. One of them is talking about this churro place she went to this morning, and everyone's like, oh, "I don't, nice. I don't eat churros. I'm not a churro person." But Ooh. Next, next to one of the women is a baby carriage. Yes, it's a little, a little like a, a metal, uh, metal baby carriage. And I saw the you, light in your eyes when you decided this. You can and hear, I used just counting seconds. You can hear like a rattle, kind of shaking uh, inside. And the the two women are uh, they're they're very engrossed in their conversation uh, and not paying a ton of attention to this this baby carriage. I wanna I wanna get in the baby carriage. Yeah, do you want to jump in with the baby, or are you just gonna discard the baby into the street? <laughs> How old's the baby? <laughs> Based on what I've already assumed about these two moms, probably like old, like almost toddler level. Like this baby could probably walk, right? Like they, they just don't want to deal with it, and so put the baby in the carriage. So yeah, like, man, little... if that baby can walk, it is walking. 
It's really hard for me to answer questions like that because I don't know anything about babies and I have been given right. shit for this before where I'm like, I'll describe a baby and then someone's like, how old are they? And I'm like, I don't know, one. And they're like, there's no way that baby is one. And I'm like, I don't know babies. I'm sorry. So I don't know. It's, it, it has to be old enough for tech to be mistaken for yes, this baby. And that is, that is the thing. It is, it is, uh, it is big <laughs> enough that it could be a small goblin. Hell yeah. Uh, I want... First of all, I'm going to push this baby out of the thing because I'm neutral evil and a fucking terrible person. Um, and I'm going to take that baby's bonnet. Right. Okay. So have you considered what you're going to do when the baby starts crying? Is the baby crying? Well, I mean, if you throw it in the street, it probably will. Yeah. I'm going to give it its passy. Okay. All right. So we'll walk through the plan and then I'll get you to make a couple of rolls. Throw it. I mean, I don't know. So roll it gently. You need to. You need to. You need to sneak from the manhole cover into the into the baby carriage. Convince the baby not to cry (laughs) as you remove. You give the baby its freedom. You remove the baby from from the from the little baby carriage, and then put the bonnet on and hide yourself there uh, until she takes you out of the out of the area. Is that the plan? I mean, honestly, I could just take this baby's clothes. Yes, you could just um, give up your old life and become this woman's baby. <laughs> I was going to say, leave the baby in the carriage and just take the baby's clothes and leave. never saw Tack again. And this lady is like, was this baby as red and smelled like booze this morning? Yeah, whatever. I love you. Come here. <laughs> That's how I got adopted the first time. <laughs> well, we don't actually we don't actually see Tack again until like six years later when Winnegar's on a killing spree. <laughs> <laughs> right, Winnegar's anti-baby pogrom. Okay, sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well let's let's see if you can sneak from the manhole cover into the baby carriage. Um make a stealth roll, please. Thanks. I also I want to keep the bottle. I want to oh yeah. That. Yeah yeah. Okay, you said stealth? Yes please. Oh my god. Oh no <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Frankly, I deserve this. One? Yeah, okay. natural one. You got an eleven uh, because ta- tag has a plus ten to stealth. But now let me check what a commoner's passive perception is. Uh, I think it's ten. I think it's ten. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure they're ten across the board. But yeah, because they wouldn't have a they wouldn't have a bonus, and their wisdom wouldn't be. Uh, yep. So what's great here is that even on a one, uh, an average commoner cannot see you so there there was no way for you to fail this the two women just continue their conversation uh, it's about nail polish now and you slink across the across yeah. the ground climb up the side of the baby carriage and then whoop, flop over into this carriage the carriage squeaks <laughs> and and groans under the sudden added weight yeah. and inside uh yeah there is a, a human infant uh they are wearing um it's like yeah. a little a onesie and they're, they're laying there kind of kicking their feet and they look over at you and you see them get scared and they're about to like take a deep breath and, and let out a scream. So now you need to pacify the baby. How would you like to do, do that? Take away its oxygen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that- close my fingers. <laughs> I was like, Tack's just standing there with a knife in a baby carriage. But Tack is not chaotic evil, so Tack wouldn't do that. Um, I think... Okay, so usually... <laughs> Chat just said tech elbow jumps the baby. Just boom, just drop on baby, give him the people's elbow. 
<laughs> Show them what the tag is no, cooking. Most most moms, <laughs> especially like helicopter moms that keep their babies in strollers for like a little longer than they should really be, which actually neither one of these is probably accompanied by a partner. So like a- asking them to make the baby walk or carry the baby when they're out and about in a village square is kind of unreal, unreasonable. Yeah. Um, so yeah, baby carriage is fine. But, you know, they're so engrossed in not paying attention to their baby. I imagine there's a pacifier probably attached to this carriage. Yeah, there's one laying in the in the inside. Sure. So, yeah, uh, Tackle, Tackle popped that passy in their mouth. Okay. All like, right. Silence, baby. All right. Make a, uh, make a DC 12 persuasion check. Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> so, fun fact. One time I babysat for my friends, and this baby wouldn't stop crying, and I reached into the crib, and everybody around me had been complaining about this baby crying, and then the baby immediately stopped crying. They were like, oh, my God, what did you do? And it's I gave the baby a face massage because babies will fall asleep immediately if you, like, rub their foreheads and uh, eyebrows. Tack doesn't know that. Oh, no. but... <laughs> I tell you, during that entire story, I had my hand over the terminate stream button just in case I was ready. <laughs> I, was like, I, was just like, oh, I have a, a red button I can just hammer no, it. No, no, but everybody thought that I'd like smothered this baby, but it really I was just rubbing this baby's eyebrows um, until it fell asleep. It fell asleep like that. Yeah. Uh, Tack doesn't know how to do that. Tack only knows how to uh hand this baby what they think is a pacifier and is actually their pet spider uh <laughs> right yeah and just puts a spider on this baby's face okay yeah the baby immediately starts screaming Drama. uh and the the moms uh they hear they hear this the mom whose baby it isn't gives the mom whose baby it is a look like how dare you let your baby interrupt our conversation? Like she rolls her eyes slightly and the other mom gives her right. like, she puts her hands up. She's like, hold on, hold on. And she turns and she, she opens the, the, the bassinet or whatever to look in. She opens the, the thing. What does she see inside? I mean, you just like <laughs> leap at her face with a knife. <laughs> <laughs> and then later blame the baby for it. Or I don't <laughs> <laughs> well, we've lost TK, so uh, I hate weird. this. Okay, so she like lifts up the um the cover, the sun cover of the bassinet, and this baby's just like screaming, and like Tack is like Spider Man inside of the cover, but like oh. obviously, whenever it telescopes, it's not gonna. Well, no, I mean, I think I think it might be possible. So the the shape of this thing is like if it's like this, and then there's a sun shade that comes over, so kind of <laughs> like a cupcake, right? And it opens on an arc like that. And if you want to throw yourself onto the top and try to cling to the top of it, so she doesn't see you. Uh, you, you can, you can do that. Uh, so yeah. Okay. Sure. Make, make another, uh, make another stealth, uh, make another stealth check, but do this at disadvantage because this is outlandish. First of all, rude. Oh, now now it's outlandish. Now it's outlandish. (laughs) Now it's outlandish. This is excessive. (laughs) Roll 20, please. We were always friends. Mm Okay. Oh All right. God. You got a fifteen. So let me roll. The commenter is gonna. Oh. She's actively searching for the problem, so she does get a chance to roll. No. So let's let's roll wisdom. It's uh it's either gonna be nothing or uh or a scream. So let's see how it goes. I got a eighteen. <laughs> so she sees a a 
goblin in a weird <laughs> diaper thing with a knife tucked in it, uh, clinging, <laughs> clinging to the inside of the... This is how fairy tales get started. <laughs> She's like, oh no, I'm sorry, Rumpelstiltskin. So, <laughs> not my firstborn. So she... <laughs> It was too soon. So she opens it and we see Tack like just clinging to the inside. Uh, and the baby is crying and she sees you and she takes a deep breath and she 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 lets out a scream uh, and staggers back and points. And the other woman looks at her like, what's the problem? A couple of people in the street look. Tack, what do you do? I want to squirt her in the face with the baby bottle. <laughs> okay, all right. So you you squeeze the you squeeze the bottle and it sprays her in the face and yeah, her screen now turns she's into blind. A, yeah, it turns into a gurgled, and and she she staggers back, bumps into the other lady. The baby is still crying. Uh, you're literally right next door to the the biggest police precinct in all of Ravnica. Uh, it is only moments before somebody more official is going to come and investigate. Tech, what do you do? I think I'm gonna have to get the fuck out of here. Yeah, like, you run honestly. for it. <laughs> yeah, I. I don't want to get a reputation as a baby killer. Um, uh -huh. You don't know what they do to goblins in prison with that <laughs> reputation. <laughs> I am going to take the the baby's uh, baby blanket um, as a cake. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. It'll make okay. me more. It'll make me more aerodynamic. So it's fine. Yeah. 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 So you you wrap the the baby's blanket around you as a cape. Um, as a cape. Yep. And I yeah. I think it's. It's like some like pastel. It's like a teal, like a pastel teal color. And oh, yeah. they're probably little. It's like got little like um, Selesnian like animal prints on it. Um, and so you, you wrap it around yourself and uh, run sweatily away from uh, from these two. These two ladies. Perfect. Great. Uh, at some point, once they recover, these two will tell the story about the horrible gremlin that tried to eat their baby. <laughs> Um, but I think, I think the story, I'm going to roll, I'm going to roll to see how well they remember the actual facts of these things. <laughs> um, let me, let me get that. I guess commoners have a 10 and everything. So let me just roll. Okay, not great. So the story is not exactly nice. what happened. You end up coming across as some kind of like Rakdos demon, probably. Yes. Um, so rude. Right? Blame someone else. Yeah. I mean, you see a scary red thing with a knife, you just assume Rakdos. So. Oh, honestly, though, that is kind of. It, it is flattering. It's a classic Rakdos baby stealing, replace the baby, terrify <laughs> no, the family maneuver. Sure. But, you know, that's kind of out of fashion now. The Rakdos don't really do that. That was last season. Uh, but yeah, so so they, they will remember and be traumatized by this event, but they will not be able to very well uh, explain it to the Azorius when they come. And we just see Tack awesome. disappear uh, into the streets of Ravnica. Vanish into the night that's like Darkwing cool. Duck. Wait, wait, dress like, do you still have the bonnet on? Are you still like... <laughs> Babied up, <laughs> just running through alleys with a big ass knife. The legend of the doom baby continues. Thank, thank you for this birthday gift. This gem is all. What is it you've got there? <laughs> exactly right. So yeah, big big bonnet. You got the the blanket cape. You got, yeah, you're like some kind of horrific vig goblin vigilante dressed like a baby. Perfect. A makeshift knife. Makeshift knife. Yeah, it's not, not even, even a real knife. It's a piece of broken <laughs> glass with some rags wrapped around it. Louise. You know, Do still you doesn't ever get your equipment back? Is your equipment just gone to I guess it is. 
like <laughs> yeah whatever you had it's in new prob somewhere like honestly so, a more so here's here's the here's the follow-up right like mm-hmm. uh, again taking the point of view away from the characters we cut back to that same officer that uh that didn't see you uh in the room the first time the one that opened the room and looked around we cut to him and he's talking to his supervisor right so he's in an office supervisor's a desk and she's you know, in the middle of doing some stuff, and she looks up at him and and she says, "So, did you release the prisoner?" And the the officer's like, "Well, I went into the interrogation room, but there's nobody in there." And then I went and checked the cell they were supposed to be in, and they weren't there either. Somebody else must have let him out. And the uh, the the desk sergeant is like, "All right, well, as long as they're out of here," and stamps the form. And on the form, it has like. Uh, a mugshot of of tack and it has some some basic information and they stamp released on it and then file it away <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so we cut from there to uh let's cut back to road so road uh you are kind of groggy the last thing you remember is that sense of of like fear and panic as you as the chair k- grabbed you but as your vision returns, uh, you, you realize you're somewhere different. You're in a bigger room. You know how you sometimes have that feeling of like you can sense the size of a place by like the sound or, or whatever. You can tell that this room is much larger, but you can't see any of it because there's this super intense bright light right in your face. Uh, you are still uh, tied to uh, a chair, but this is different. Uh, you're you're not in that same that same space, and uh, you um, yeah you you. You can't hear or see anything around you. Uh, you're still, you know, dressed the same way you were before. Um, but uh, yeah, you're you're tied to a chair in an empty room, and you're kind of like coming to. You're regaining consciousness. Okay, I pull at the restraints. How terrible are they? Very. They're very tight. Okay. And and when you do, there is um. You feel it's not a like a, a shock, but you feel a sense of unease and discomfort as you, when you like pull on them. Uh, it's clearly an external effect of some kind meant to um make you not want to do it. It's a like a magical psychological effect rather than pain. Okay. In fact, I think you're probably make a make a religion check. Do it with advantage because it's your guild. For now. A 12. Okay. All right. For um, now. <laughs> so you've, I mean, you've heard, you, you've heard of things like this before, right? You understand what like reprogramming and reeducation is. It's a thing where the Demir will kidnap somebody and they'll basically use magic and torture sometimes and they will rewrite their brain so that they are a better agent. Uh, or they'll take somebody who wasn't an agent and turn them into like a sleeper, right? Uh, so that is the thing that pops into your head when you, when you kind of like pull on the, uh, on the restraints. Great. Um, can I, I can't see anything beyond this light. Yeah. The light is just like filling your vision. And I don't, none of my, and none of the spells I have will work. Um, correct. I'm assuming that nothing. Uh, yeah, I mean, you could try. I'll try. Yeah, I guess I tried to just cast darkness. Well, so sure. first of all, darkness. first of all, you can't cast anything that has a somatic component because you're tied to a chair. Oh shit! So anything with Take a the chair, anything with a verbal component or uh, any, it'd have to just be verbal because you have no access to your material components either, unless oh, wow, it's yeah, a no, natural ability that doesn't require material components. That's a great. Nope, nope. I'm just super fucked. I think is what's happening to me right now. 
man, this bottle of squid ink that's been in here is going <laughs> to help me get out of this one. It's the episode where everybody <laughs> loses their gear. I do like the idea, chat pointed this out, I like the idea that nobody in New Prof wants any of tax crap, and so they just throw it in a dumpster. <laughs> And then it ends up in the Golgari anyway. Like, hey, is this your knife tag? Somebody threw it away. Yeah, I love the idea of them finding like the Azorius issue stun yeah. wand, the Azorius issue charm. Yeah, everything you owned was stolen police property. So a Rode, bunch of clippings of killing cops. Yeah, Rode, you have you you have your own like your your clothes that you you walked in with. Um, but anything else would have been yeah would have been taken away. Uh, and so while you're kind of like getting a, a handle on the situation, you hear a door open and then close, right? So open and close. So just enough time for one person to come in. You hear footsteps. Um, they're not like heavy. They're not, you don't hear high heels. They're just like quiet kind of booted footsteps. And then you hear uh, a click. Uh, and then the unmistakable sound of someone taking a drag on a cigarette you can smell it just faintly in the background, but you don't hear, uh, you don't see any of that. Uh, and then you hear a voice and there's really no way, even, even with the like modulator that I have to, to be able to replicate the effect that I'm imagining. So when, when this person is speaking, imagine hearing it's a single, it comes across to your brain as a single voice, but it is constantly changing in like pitch and tone. Sometimes it sounds like a woman. Sometimes it sounds like a man. It's hard to tell who this person is, but you keep having this feeling that it's somebody, you know, like it's constant, like deja vu while they speak. It's just something that like is making you feel all itchy. You're like, wait, you can't place who it is, but they're like speaking in a bunch of voices at once. Uh, and it's, it's very disorienting. Uh, and so, Okay. Uh, so you hear, first of all, you hear the sound of pages turning, right? Uh, that sort of flipping sound. Uh, and then you hear a, like, hmm, road, is it? Yes. Hmm. Shame about your cover. Oh, yeah. The, the people I was working with kind of fucked that one up ah don't feel too badly about it happens to the best of us we'll have a new cover for you soon about that um this i i don't want to do this yes management mentioned that you understand the discomfort that presents to us Yes, but I imagine it's a very small discomfort compared to what discomfort I've been through to get you the information you already have. Ah, so we owe you then. I'm not asking you to owe me. I'm just asking you to call it even mm. and let me go. I know it may not seem like this now, but you're a valued asset. Road, the house Demir appreciates all the hard work you've been doing for us. We're sorry you've come to us in this time of confusion, thinking that turning your back on the house is the right thing to do. But it, but it is the right thing to do. It's the right, it's the right thing to do. That's the point. Is that the what we're doing is bad and i need to not do it anymore you are confused 
I know that much. I, I know that much. These sorts of interviews are a rare opportunity for us, Road. So often we are forced to keep the truth hidden, even from each other, for the sake of security, for the sake of ongoing operations. But since everything that we're going to talk about here may well be wiped from your mind altogether, we can be honest with each other. This change of heart you've had, was it recent? Yes. Hmm. Did anything in particular bring it on? Some inciting event for your revelation? No. Are you sure? Think hard now. I... No, I was just with my friends. Ah, yes. Your friends. Not my friends. The people who I was working with. They're the people I was working with. They're not my friends. The people who believed you were working with them. Yes. And so are you compromised then? Have you told them about your operation? I don't want to answer that. It's much they easier. Found out. They found out. They found out. Mm. It wasn't me who told them. Yes. Interesting thing about those friends of yours. And then you hear more paper shuffling. It seems here that uh, a few of them have been seen coming and going from New Prov for various reasons the last few days. Well, Tack gets arrested sometimes, so. On purpose? I'm not sure. Hmm. Yes. And Torgor, Winnegar, the oh, two of them, they... friends with the adjutant, it seems. Very curious. I mean, they they brought up the adjutant, but I, I was talking to them about how the adjutant can't be an ally because he's not, he's exactly who we're fighting against. I talked to them about that. We understand the threat that is Dovenban. Your friends do not, it seems. You're valuable to us, Rode. We can't let you go. It's simply not possible. It is possible. You could just take away my memory of the whole situation, and you could just let me go. But you must understand what that would mean. Your precious friends, gone too. You're not the only mess that needs cleaning up, Road. You've put quite a lot on our plate. If we fix you and let you go, imagining such a thing were possible, our friends would have to be eliminated as well. What situation would we find where they don't get eliminated? You return to work. Continue the operation. I don't want to do that. Unfortunately, life is so rarely about doing what we want to do. It seems to me 
to all of us. You only have two options. You continue to work for the house, like a good girl, as you did before. One of ours. Or, we change your mind. And no one ever hears from your friends again. They're looking for you, you know. Right now. They're outside. The illusion is keeping them at bay, for now. But we have agents in place. All you have to do is say the word. Torgor. Winnegar. They'll be dead in a moment. But you'll never remember them. And you'll be free. Start a new life. Or, you keep doing your job. But they know what I am. Like, and if they're, then the adjutant knows. I'm not useful to you anymore. Your ability to remain hidden was never your primary asset. Ouch. We all have talents. That wasn't yours. So, what will it what be, What would Rode? I tell them? What would I tell them? You're good at making up stories. Tell them whatever it takes to placate them. Return to your work with the conspiracy. Learn more about the Living Guild Pact. Things are about to change. We could use what you. What things? Mm, you don't get to learn that yet. I feel bad. I didn't feel bad before this. I don't... This is... It's too much. I can't do it anymore. It's... I, it, I feel guilty and I, it's gross. I don't like feeling that way and it's new and I hate it. It wasn't fair of them to do what they did to you. Did they do something? Based on our assessments, you've been cursed. What? I know it must be upsetting. Cursed? Yes. With a cursed into what? Into the ability to feel guilt? That doesn't feel like a, what a curse is. But you just said it's a burden. That you feel bad now, and you didn't before. We can remove they the curse, return you to your work, and you can continue to operate for the house. You have a future here. But they did that to me? Yes. Dovin Van did, but they were his instrument. An interesting conundrum now, isn't it? You can have what you want, turn your back on the house, and your so-called friends who cursed you with this conscience that brought you here in the first place, they die. Retribution, if you like. Or, we can fix you. Unburden you of your conscience. You can return to work. But remember, they were the ones that did this. 
You'll have an opportunity for revenge in time. If you want it. It sounds appealing. See? You are a Demir, after all. So, you'll continue to serve us then? Rhoda has a headache. She can't think. Genuinely, <laughs> <laughs> because I think every time she's like, "Fuck those guys!" Like the new lawful good is like, but "Yeah, right." It's so it's so complex. It's so complicated because smiles. Yeah. So your your options here are basically like keep working for the guild, go back knowing that Winnegar and Torgor poisoned you with a conscience, and then do with that what you will. Right? They'll fix your they'll fix your alignment and send you back out into the world, or. You can you can give up your give up your life as an agent of House Demir and get a new life as a lawful good person uh, that you'll have to start over. And Winnegar and Torgor and maybe Tack will all just get killed and you'll never have to think about them again. Wow. <laughs> Saw that face, DK. <laughs> Yo, I'm just saying though. Why me? You know things. Blap, blap, both of these boys. Come on. Okay. <laughs> House Demir hates dead ends or uh, hates loose ends. So they like dead ends. Everybody. No. <laughs> I don't. Kill them. Do it. Whoa, Ben. Ben Solo? <laughs> <laughs> Do it. A Do it. Of Sith are all sitting. Where did they come from? Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. You hear you hear that in the background and then somebody's like, Tech, shut up. <laughs> Hello, Palpatine. It's me, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean we can we can we can cut to Winnegar and Torgor if you want to think about it. We can cut to these these precious boys whose lives are in your hand if you want. If you want to think about it at road. Um, Probably eating no, churros. I know. <laughs> They're back in us. the same churro stand. Like, how do we get here? <laughs> I'm so <laughs> Honestly, I'm surprised there was no line this time. Really? I thought it would be another. The thing is, we came back. I just have to get one punch card so your churro is free. Yeah. <laughs> Best friends, and they like jump in the air and like freeze from my high five. Everybody else looking at them like, how are they doing that? Um, so, yeah, do you, uh, do you want to, you think, think on it, Red, because I know it's a big, I know it's a big decision. Uh, so, uh, Torgor and Winnegar. So, you, the two of you are, you walk out of the, out of the corner, uh, the, the corner store, uh, and you see in front of you the big, the big hole. Um, what, uh, what do you want to do? Winnegar, you haven't really closely examined it yet. Like, you, you watched Torgor throw the, the stone, but you haven't, haven't taken a closer look at it. Um, but yeah, you got, you got stonewalled by this old guy. So, uh, yeah, now I really want to like get in there and see if I can like climb down. How far down is this hole? Is it just like one floor? It's like a, floor, a basement? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. I want to go down. I want to climb down and like look around. Same. Okay. All right. Let's see here. Okay. All right. Yeah. 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 So you, you, you step over or like duck under, I guess Torger goes over when goes under the little barrier that's around the, the hole. And yeah, you find, you find a, like a ladder that, that'll get you down there. So you climb down, uh, into, uh, into the hole. And what's interesting is that again, you two don't notice this, but because we're framing it kind of as a show, we see the two of you as you cross the, the barrier disappear. 
oh crap but we don't know that no but you don't know that so anyone watching from outside won't see Torgor and Winnegar down in the like uh in the basement looking around yeah oh wow yeah yeah so the two of you uh climb down into this into the, the foundations of this former building uh and you can see there are like little like walls still kind of up in places uh lots of debris puddles of water because it's raining because it always is uh and the the two of you are, are looking around down here um but there's there's no evidence and it it does look like it does look like it's been abandoned for a long time like there are there's gruel like graffiti painted on the walls there's piles of garbage in uh in place some of these places like you um you, you it looks like an old abandoned uh building site basically it doesn't make any sense so we're just like pacing just like covering all the corners walking around yeah. Uh, yeah, it just doesn't. We were here. We like. It doesn't make any vinegar. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. So, w- what? What could have happened? <laughs> What's most likely? The most likely thing that happened. Okay. They tore down in a building in a day. And Impossible. wipe that guy's mind as well to think that there was never a building. Two, maybe there wasn't a building here when we came here before. And they were just messing with our minds then. See, the thing is, are they messing with our minds now? Or are they <laughs> were, were, were they messing with our minds then? Or were That's they messing the real with them question. both times? Oh, a double mess with. That's true. <laughs> Write that one down. Put that one down, too. In the book, in the book, in the book. In, yeah, so either this is real or it's not real, or maybe it was never real. Oh, man. Have you ever seen The Truman Show? That's such a good movie. Winnegar, <laughs> I never get your references. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Sometimes I, just... I think you're from an entirely different dimension altogether. <laughs> is this Carlos with a mask on? <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, okay, so what do we know? We know that we can't trust ourselves. Oh no. <laughs> Paranoia spiral in five. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe we just can't trust what we see. Okay, I like that. I think we're on to something. Can't trust what we see. We did lose time last time. So something definitely happened last time. Right. Um it, it, you know what? I think we should go talk to that bodega owner again. Because first off, he was racist, so I have some words for him. He was a little racist, right? He's a, he's a little Just, racist. He definitely had bias in there. I don't uh, know absolutely. if he knew what was... Yeah, right. okay. For sure, at least prejudice. Maybe he didn't physically contribute to the instru- yeah, what would, like, structural... There would, be, yeah. there would be a word in Ravnica that would refer to like... I mean, it's guild guild prejudice, but I imagine there would be like a word for guildist? it. Cause, yeah, guildist? Yeah, because it's like yeah. they wouldn't... Nobody nobody would be like, I hate you because you're a minotaur. Like that that would be insane yeah, culturally. Right. But to be like, uh-oh, Arachdos came in the store. Better call the cops. Like that happens all the time. For sure. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah Gildas then, for yeah, sure. Gildists. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely Gildas. was Gildas. I know. Which is so, ugh. Especially God, in this it's time. It's like, are you your grandfather? Come on. Yeah, I know. This is, you know, I learned, and, I, and not to say that I haven't made those mistakes in the past before, but it's just like, <laughs> I think we're all learning, and we're all learning so quickly 
uh, especially in the last 10 years. <laughs> the Anyways. Chat, chat, God damn you, chat. Rakdos intolerant. Fuck yeah. off. That's real good. That's real good. Where's the ban button? Yes. <laughs> Listen, it's, I'm, not, I'm not a guildist. I'm just a Rakdos I refuse intolerant. to ban him. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah fair. I will allow it. <laughs> Uh, okay. What'd you say to me, Katie? I'd love to do a perception no, check just like chat. inside the space now. Or yeah. is, is it, am I investigating? I, I don't know. Um yeah, so so again, persuasion is to notice things you haven't seen before and right. investigate is to try to like put clues together. Um, might... Yeah, okay. I, I I imagine this is still perception. Yeah. Let's see. Okay. That's that's a good perception roll for Torgor 16. Very good. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. So Torgor sets about while Winnegar is talking, trying to talk out the problem. uh, Torgor is examining the area. Are you looking for anything in particular besides what I what I already described? Torgor, do you have questions? I I have so many questions. (laughs) I I, like. I think Torgor knows at this point that something is not adding up, and he can't trust himself. Mm -hmm. So he wants to see if there's anything that like shows any indication like some faint edging of arcana like emanating from some place like like not that he could like he could, could he see runes somehow that were like accidentally like left up to like do this spell and like it feels for it to be magic it would feel like something that you wouldn't just do with a wave of your hand yeah so, yeah. yeah yeah okay so actually this is less a perception roll and more an arcana roll because you're trying okay. to figure out like is magic happening here and without yes. a spell like detect magic you have to do that where you have to look for look for runes look for like glitches in the matrix basically so yeah go, sure. go ahead and make an arcana check and we'll see what torgor knows about spells another very good role for torgor 14 not bad yeah so here's the thing some illusions and this is what makes people in part so paranoid about the uh about the the demir at all is that some illusions are so powerful that even if you were to be told they were an illusion your brain would not be able to process it so even if like if that is the case, if this is uh, an illusion or a magic trick or something, even knowing that it is one isn't going to make it like go away. Right. Um, you have to have you have to either dispel it or you have to um, you have to some people with like incredible mental discipline can trick their brain into seeing the reality behind it. Um, but for you, everything about the way this this feels and looks and smells is all it's all that's all real to you yeah exactly telling a person they're on lsd doesn't stop them from being high yeah exactly so if you are hallucinating and this isn't real it may be that it's too powerful for you to even like get over just using your own thinking powers i run back to winnegar and uh, like can you can you break magic break magic no i can't break magic i I wouldn't even know where to start with that okay well like I can make this little hand. I can lift any object as long as it's within a certain distance and no heavier than five pounds. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's pretty. Hey, you know what I was thinking? What? This is what I was thinking. Remember last time we were here, it kind of messed with time, right? Maybe yeah. we're in like some weird time zone area. So what I'm going to do is like, Maybe time is different here. So I'm going to step outside. I'm going to climb back up and step out. You count to like 30 
and then you come out and see if we mess if time messed up at all either. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna try to watch you from the outside. Sounds great. See if anything happens. I love, okay. I love the idea. I love the idea of Winnegar leaving and then waiting, and then Torgor comes out, and Winnegar's dead body is just laying on the <laughs> ground like the dog from Futurama. <laughs> like, oh no, he waited forever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Winnegar. <laughs> okay, so Winnegar, you, you climb out, and, and yeah, here's the thing. So you, you climb out, and as soon as you turn around, you don't see Torgor anymore. Torgor was standing right there. Oh, yeah, it is on. Torgor! I'm going to, like, yell for Torgor. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, so Torgor, Torgor, you can oh. see you can see Winnegar. You see Winnegar climb up, turn around, and then make a face, and then shout, like, Torgor. Oh, I can hear him, too? I'm, yeah, you can hear him. Right, I'm right here. I'm you can't hear Torgor, either. Oh crap! I'm gonna start throwing rocks. Okay. <laughs> like into Ow, the just stop! Out! <laughs> you're you're getting pretty close. Door door! Stop! I like I come up. Get out of there! And I like just like crawl out. What? Why would you throw rocks at me? So bo okay, both of you. So Torgo, when you come up out of the yeah. out of the hole, both of you can make intelligence saving throws. Uh, did you hear my, my stomach jump a little bit? <laughs> uh, seven! Okay. Welcome to the Sevens Club. <laughs> hey! 18! Oh, okay. birthday yeah. roll! So, yeah. Torgor, Torgor <laughs> you, now, now that you've done some, some experimenting and you're like, wait a second, yeah. this can't be right. Oh. You finally, you, you climb up and you look at Winnegar and you turn around and you watch as the illusion ripples and disappears and you're now standing outside of the dead zone. You're standing outside the building. Winnegar, you just see Torgor climb up out of the hole, turn around and like look behind him. Cause you still see a hole. There's no building. Oh, thank God. Oh, I thought I lost you forever. I thought I was going to be like the dog from Futurama out here. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I just want eventually for like Tori to be like, I don't understand these references. And Winnegar to be like, you don't listen to my podcast. <laughs> I know every episode is five and a half hours long and I don't edit it, but come on. Torgar. Oh man. Okay. So something is definitely here, buddy. Um, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. It's right here. It's back. And I, I can't see it though. Right. No, like, no, you can't. What do you see right now? I, I see the building, the one that that we walked into, that we lost time in. Okay, because I don't see that building right now. What do you mean? It's right here. I, like, put my hand and, like, slap the, like, outside of the building. Like, okay. Right yeah, Torgo's just waving at empty air. Yeah. Does he see, like, my hand meet resistance when I, like... Uh, no. It, no, no, he, he just sees you stop, like, put your hand on the on the open. Like, you're, mime, you're doing a really good job miming, touching right, the wall. Right, 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 yeah. <laughs> okay. I, like, uh, lean ooh. back on it. I'm yeah. just like... <laughs> Winnegar, can you see this invisible wall between us? Oh, no. You're really... Oh, it's windy. <laughs> I really... I really can't tell. Okay, so the thing is... Here's the other thing now. Am I seeing something, or are you seeing something? No, you're seeing nothing, and now I just started to see something. I don't know. I saw when I, when I came out. <laughs> when I when I came out, I, I I saw the illusion like it clicked almost, and I could see it dispel as I like. You know what? Let's just let's just do that a bunch of times, and like I pick him up and I like throw him into what he thinks is the pit, and then I was like, <laughs> just come back to it. Like we're just gonna keep. <laughs> 
like, yeah. So not being able to perceive the the reality of the building, uh, like at this point, something is going to have to change for Winnegar. Like no amount of of investigating, it's just like locked into the the illusion has a grip on his brain. And as the two of you are standing here talking about it and putting your hand through the wall and stuff, um, I think that you notice uh, just at the end of the block, there is a group of uh, four cloaked individuals walking towards you. Okay. You notice uh, okay. these these guys coming towards you. Okay, so play it cool. Then I and I like already lowered my maul like down into my hand. Yeah, right. you're just like, oh god, okay. okay. All right. No, 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 no more messing with Torgor's mind. Torgor is over all of anyone else have anything to do with how his like consciousness flows. Yeah, yeah. And is now I think at this point is just like fed up. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, makes sense. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. So they uh these these four approach you. Uh they're they're humans. Um they they don't appear to have um like uh weapons uh, on them, but that doesn't mean that they can't still do, do bad things to you. Um and uh yeah, and you see them you see them uh, uh, approach. And what is the attitude that you, you put out? Is this a, like, come one step closer, I'll blast you with my hammer? Or are you still trying to pretend that there's some some way of talking your way through this conversation? Well, I think Torgor is waiting for a move to happen, but is uh, at the ready. Mm-hmm. I, I think primarily is reactive. Like, uh, especially if they're some sort of wizard or spellcaster, like now, like, this is a, I think previously he would run in and just try and attack him, but that has led to his nigh death yeah. many a time now. Sure. Uh, and is at this moment is waiting. Okay. All right. Uh, so yeah, the, the, the four of them approach and they, they're dressed like they're wearing like po- postal delivery uniforms. They, they're dressed like couriers. Uh, they have, uh, like an insignia of like a, a package delivery company, uh, on there. I think one of them has got a, uh, like a mailbag under their cloak and the four of them walk up and, uh, one of them, uh, a human uh, man, he, he looks at you and there's, there's rainwater dripping off of the, the hood of his cloak. And he looks up and he says, Torgor, Winnegar, I presume. That is us. Who are you? We're going to need the two of you to come with us, please. Where? They they look at the building. Where's Road? That's what this is about. We're going to need to discuss this inside. Why can't we discuss it here? In the rain, where it's safe. For you. <laughs> yeah, why don't we discuss it out here so I can threaten you some more? I'm threatening you in case you just and if you didn't um I mean yeah, do you, yeah, you, you want to try to intimidate them? You can make an intimidation check. That sounds like what you're doing. Uh, okay. I will help. I will help yeah, you. Your charisma you is super high, so you should it's true. You're strangely charismatic. Hey! Right, you you 15, know, you're 15. It's it's okay. Not bad. Let me make a. It's a strange intimidation. <laughs> so okay, all right. So the, he's wily. You don't so know the, what he'll the, do. So the the mage that's talking to me puts his hands up and he says, "This doesn't have to get 
uncomfortable for anyone. We have your friend. She's talking to management right now. We just need the two of you to come inside. Hard to say who might be watching. And he looks, kind of like scans the sky looking for ornithopters. I look at Winnegar. Like, kind of like, nod my head as if. Do you trust it? These are my work friends. It's fine, guys. <laughs> I know, I know these guys it's, it's cool. Um, Dan from accounting. Yeah, see, I don't see there's a building, but then there's not a building. So do you see the building? I see the building. And they obviously see it. You like, and I want to turn to them and mm-hmm. be like, what type of guarantee do we get to come out of this building? Like, why should we trust you? You're right not to. We don't know each other. This whole situation must be very confusing for you. All we want is for you to come inside, have a short conversation with us. We'll clear everything up. I don't trust inside there. Let's let's talk inside this bodega over here. <laughs> he, he looks over and he says, it has to be inside. Fine. Great. Dan is great at parties. <laughs> okay. So, okay, we'll go inside. We're gonna go inside. So when you when you agree to to what they want, Winnegar, uh all of a sudden the building's there. Like it just always was. Like, Crap! You it's like a magic eye. As soon as you like, <laughs> as soon as you stop trying to stare at it, it comes into focus. Yeah. It's a schooner. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Yeah, Winnegar. Just, just like a magic eye. Come on inside. <laughs> okay, okay. And so, yeah, and so the 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 front door, uh, they they open it, and the the six of you, four of them, and the two of you, you come inside, and uh, inside the lobby uh, looks like it did before. Um, there's nobody at the desk now. Uh, there's a little triangular sign uh, that says the concierge is out, uh, sitting on the desk, and uh, they come in and uh, walk back to the uh, to the elevator. And a gesture for you to to step inside. Okay. 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 So everybody everybody gets into the elevator and they 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 pull the switch uh, to uh, to the sixth floor and the elevator uh, begins to descend. And um, they don't unless you strike up a conversation, the four of them don't say anything. They've taken their hoods off and they all just look like regular old Ravnican citizens. They don't have any like weird, scary tattoos or like wizard shit going on. They just look like like postal workers. Um, They don't make any they don't make any like small talk or anything unless you unless you say anything to them. They wouldn't be any uh, Rakdos Demir. In this elevator. <laughs> Hell, no, no. Yeah. And, and even then, all of the Demir that are in Rakdos are fake Rakdos anyway. Um, so though that would be a pretty intense, like cover to be given, like, yeah, you got to go deep cover with the Rakdos. Uh, they might ask you to like do some things. You're going to have to do them. So they, uh, yeah, they, they just quietly, like they don't say anything, descend down in the, uh, in the elevator. And when you reach the sixth floor, it comes to the, to the bottom. You can see 
and it's outside. It's a completely different uh, hallway than what Rhodes saw. Uh, this hallway is uh, longer and has multiple doors on either side, and you can hear uh, conversations uh, in some of the rooms. Like it seems like there are other people down here, and um, one of the postal workers turns to the two of you uh, and says, um, "You know, the two of you are quite lucky. The last time you almost didn't make it out of here alive. I'm sure, it'll go better this time." The last time we didn't make it, we've been here before. Do I do I recognize my surroundings? Like, where? Oh, hell no. It doesn't trigger no, no, anything. No, it, like, nothing. Nope. I Torgor is fuming. He's so mad. It's like just just where do we go from here? And uh, so you're walking while you're while you're talking, and yeah. I think you you pass by one of these side rooms uh, and. In it, it, it literally like again, it looks like it looks like a mail sorting uh, room. But instead of watching people take the mail and like sort it into piles for delivery, uh, there are people who are taking it, opening it, reading it, making notes in a book, resealing it, passing it off to someone else. Um, oh, that's wrong. Yeah, so you're seeing them do all this <laughs> stuff, and like they're they, it's, it's basically like a Santa's workshop, but for illegal surveillance and yes yeah, so they're like reading all the mail and like resealing them and and doing this and you watch walk by and uh yeah and they they kind of split off so it's just you and the one the one guy that originally like brought you down here and he brings you to a door and the door on the front of it says interviews and he puts a hand on the door and he says um just wait inside and he opens it and gestures for you to go in What's in the room? Uh, when he opens it, you can see that there is a like a relatively comfortable, though spartan looking room. Uh, it's got a, a little couch and it's got a, a desk with a chair. There's a couple of chairs on the other side of the desk. Uh, you see on on a, a low table, there's like a bowl of fruit uh, and a, like a pitcher of water with a couple of glasses. Start picking through the fruit. Seeing it's there. <laughs> Okay, all right. Just looking at it. So you go in, Ugh. and then Winnegar, you're going to go in too? Melon, really? Yeah, I'm going to go in. And yeah. uh, the the guy says uh, the guy says to the two of you, someone will be in to talk to you in a minute. And he looks at you, Torgar, and he sees you're holding the melon, and he says, don't eat that. It's wax. And he closes the door. God, I hate everything about them. <laughs> everything about them. Even their fruit is a lie. <laughs> fucking, fucking Fake ass guild. I hate uh, <laughs> You know what? You know what? I hate it. I, I will say it. I'm not guildless to anybody else but the Demir. I, 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 it just makes sense to me, you know? I love everyone except the Demir. <laughs> okay. Mm -hmm. This time we gotta remember, Torgor. Yes. But, uh, what's a way to remember? Have you ever seen Russian Doll? <laughs> I don't get these references. <laughs> you know, I gotta say, I gotta say, like, I don't think it's, I don't think it's a project that I could execute well. But if somebody did like a limited run series about a person or people who constantly had their memory wiped by the Demir and framed it like Groundhog Day, that'd be pretty fucking cool. <laughs> I would watch the shit out of that. Where it's, it's literally the same episode every week, but things change because the players do stuff differently. <laughs> that'd be pretty cool. Um, yeah, so the two of you are in this this interview room uh, all of a sudden, and uh, yeah, is there anything, anything you want to do, or do you just wait? Uh, I 
check the desk, uh, looking at just like exploring and like starting to double check the door. Is it locked? It is locked. Yes, of course. Yeah, I want to like, you know, just be very curious about the things that like are not in plain sight because now I'm really paranoid that there's like hidden stuff, hidden things, like the walls move. I'm pressing, I'm pushing like You're bricks on table walls. might secretly be made out of chocolate and now it's your job yeah, to like, figure out whether it's nothing that's fucking real here. Like I have no idea God. what's going on. So I'm just like. I just yeah. wish it would occur to Winnegar at this moment that this is the reason why Road took notes. <laughs> like, right, because there was that whole thing about throwing out the yeah. Because if you're in the demir, yeah, you you one of the base lessons is like don't trust your memory, don't trust your senses. Like nothing is real, uh, illusion is possible, and you have to you have to find other ways to to like trust. Everybody's the guy from Memento. The yeah. the thing the thing here is too like when you so you're in this room, you realize that you're locked in. The fruit isn't even real. Uh, and we, we see outside, we see the, 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 the post office guy close the door, uh, and it locks. But when he looks at the, the plaque that said interview, uh, it says, uh, elimination on it. Uh, and he turns, uh, to another, another Demir that is nearby. And he says, so has she decided? And, uh, we, we see the the guy's face, but he doesn't say anything. Uh, have you? We cut. We cut to. We cut to road. <laughs> so road, you are you are tied to a chair. Uh, there's a bright light in your face. There's somebody or multiple somebody's walking around in the darkness talking to you. And the the last thing they said was like, "Yeah, it's a conundrum, but you got to pick. What are you gonna do?" Can you give me back my mind? Can you take the curse away so I can just think clearly for a second? The process is longer than that. Once we start, you'll be unconscious for some time. These things take work. You, all right. Um, you can't kill them. I'll stay. Good. That's the right answer. I told you, Road. You would have killed me anyways right that's what option number two is anyways no who do you think we are we're not the Golgari we're not the Rakdos cult you're more valuable to us alive <sighs> if you had chosen to sacrifice your friends all the hard work you've done for the house we would have wiped your memory but we would have given you a new mission you would have continued to work for us one way or the other. I'm glad you've decided to do so willingly. Now, Me too. if you don't mind, this is going to hurt a bit. Uh, and then all of a sudden, like your nervous system's on fire. Uh, oh, you, you, no. you go blind. You can't hear. Terrible pain just like courses through you as the process of repairing the damage that was done to you by Dovin Ban's elixir altering serum uh, begins to uh, begins to take effect. <laughs> Sorry, I was just thinking in the other room while this is happening, like all Torgor hears is "ow," and then I turn around. I'm like, 
I got a splinter. Look at this guy's really in there. <laughs> and Toby was like, oh no, let me let me help. Let me help. Oh, you, gotta, you, gotta, you gotta put a piece of tape on and then pull oh, it out. I don't even want it. It's like, oh, it was just stuck to the outside of my finger. It's actually not even in there. Oh, it just thank it a goodness. little bit. Thank goodness. I know, buddy. right? Yeah. So we we have that scene, Road. We see you. Uh <laughs> I I assume. I know, I think, enough about Road to know that even in even under a great duress, even under pain, you wouldn't let them see you squirm, right? Even lawful good, Road, like, this is not like a scream in pain thing. This is a grit your teeth and and deal with it. So for you, Road, over the course of the next few hours, uh, the mind mages of House Demir basically peel your brain like a grape and remove the effects of Dovin Band's lawful good curse. Uh, which will return you to uh, to your your original alignment, uh, or if you want to, you can become a different alignment. Um, they they basically remove the block that is forcing you to be this way. You, if this is an opportunity, if you want to be different, you can, um, or you okay. can just return to being being regular road. Um, and then I think they leave your memory intact. I'm trying to think if there's anything anything that would make you resent or dislike House Demir, they probably cut and get rid of. So I'll leave it up to you to decide what you remember or not, but just remember that oh, House Demir got into your brain and they made you a better agent, right? They took away anything that would make you doubt them. They they basically just reprogram you to be the badass road that that they envisioned you to be at the beginning of the of the season, right? Where you're you're a Demir agent through and through. Um but they have God, to deal what with. What did they take? Yeah, so I'll, we'll we'll let you think about that between between episodes. While that's happening, yeah. uh, Winnegar and Torgor, you wait in the uh, in the the interview quote unquote interview room for a little while, uh, and then the door opens, and a fairly unassuming looking uh, human uh, woman comes in. She looks like like a civil servant. She's got like kind of a, like a modest outfit. She has uh, glasses. Her hair is uh, curly and, and going gray. Uh, she's dark skin and she's holding a, uh, a clipboard. Uh, and she, she opens the door and she comes in and she immediately apologizes. She says, um, Oh, you poor dears. Have you been in here long? I'm so sorry. This must be so upsetting for you. Yeah. Thank you. I look over at Torgor like, yeah, it has been very upsetting. What don't is going be, on here? Don't, no, don't patronize us. Oh, yeah. It's a, oh. <laughs> mm, I don't like it. By comparison, everyone that we've met today, including the Churro Church, everyone's been so rude to us. That's where they go to get their churros. I, love <laughs> churros. I, love it. I put that yeah. together. <laughs> um, everyone's been so rude, but now I... Yeah, maybe I'm just hoping that someone be is kind. Yeah, are you being condescending right now? She smiles and uh, and she says, um, "I'm not trying to. I'm just trying to empathize with how you must be feeling." <sighs> Please, and she gestures to the couch, like, "Have a seat." Okay, sit Torgor's, down. Torgor stays standing. Okay. Yeah, you get a like suit yourself look, and uh, she pulls one of the chairs over and she sits down. She folds one leg over the other, and uh, she says, um, "By now, you must understand where you are and how dangerous yeah. being here is for you." Um. Yeah, we know what we're in for. 
<laughs> she she turns to you, Winnegar, and, and she says, um, you know, Rhodes' information about you is mostly flattering. Your oh. work with Ban's Ornithopter Network is nothing short of impressive. Your talents are wasted on the Is It League. You have to know that. What is... Can I see that clipboard real quick? <laughs> she she what? tips it slightly towards herself and, and she shakes her head and she says, I'm sorry, this is guild information. And she turns to you, Torgor, and, uh, and she says, throughout everything that Rode reported, you've proven yourself to be both loyal and brave and capable of thinking for yourself, which is unusual among the Rakdos cult. Are you asking me? Merely making an observation about your value, both of you. Road came here to make a mistake. But she's changed her mind. Renewed her loyalty to the House Demir. And in doing so, saved both of your lives. Now, I have to offer you a choice. And know that it is. Either way, you're going to leave this building today. One way, you forget any of this ever happened. You forget that Rode is a part of the House Demir. You forget her operation. And you go back to your investigation of this, what do you call him? Peacock? Or you join a guild that can actually do something. The House Demir needs capable agents, especially capable agents with connections to the other guilds. We could use the two of you. The question is whether or not you want to remember this conversation. Things in Ravnica are changing, changing very quickly. Niv Mazette has plans. Plans we don't trust. We believe that there's more going on here than we can see. And so, she gestures, we could use some more intelligence. Or, you can forget all of this. Continue to be unwitting pawns. We're pulling the strings either way. It's just a question of whether or not you can see them. Uh, it kind of like clicks in Winnegar's head and he like looks over at Torgor and he says um, I know what I know what Torgor and Winnegar would do in this situation because we've done it buddy we've literally been here before <sighs> And whatever we did last time didn't work. And it just brought us back to here again. So 
we can go completely against everything we feel and we know right now and swing the other way. It doesn't but I really can't do it. I can't do it without like, you. It doesn't feel like it's a choice. But I, I do feel better knowing that at least we were being signed on together. Fine. Fine. And she, she turns to look at Winnegar because it sounds like Torgor is like, yeah, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll help you out. Because Torgor, you were already kind of like, eh, not really sure about the Rakdos. I'm going to yeah. kind of like step back from them. Um, yeah, so uh there's a there's I think a, a level to which Torgor is really excited about the idea of filing seeing where all the strings are being pulled from mm. but ultimately like the idea and the realization again of him being had it once over on him. Yeah. And being like th- like ultimately he didn't have all the clues and all the keys. Um I think like there's a begrudging level of like just I can't let them know that this could be good for him like like this like guarded nature yeah 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 because it is like above and beyond the the forced nature of it and the like kind of innately uh problematic nature of the house Demir mm-hmm. you're being invited into the into that place to be like yeah yeah so we'll stop lying to you mostly you didn't I think your opinion of this of this offering would be completely different if you knew what happened to road because road was basically like listen honey you work for us you're gonna work for us forever even if you don't want to but you could save your friends or not it's up to you um but for Torgor yeah it, it does represent like a new a new path so yeah okay and then so she she sees that she makes a, a curt nod and then turns to Winnegar, uh as if to say what about what about you yeah so all Winnegar and how Winnegar came to this conclusion is the fact that like yeah this if this was an experiment I had already gone down this path and it literally has brought me back here there's mm. no new information if I choose if I choose to you know do what I feel is right there's no new information and there's no way to move forward. We're just going to be brain wiped again. Yeah. Uh, so he like completely has to go against his nature. And, um, and I think he would be, so I think there's a part of him that still wants to remember something like wants to remember that allegiance or doesn't know exactly what they're going to take mm. uh, from him. Uh, so I think he's trying to think what he can do in this in these few moments to uh like burn something into himself not like like not into his brain or something but just kind of like like what can i do where's is there a marking or is there like you know do they take do do they take everything my guild like is there a way back is there a breadcrumb basically yeah yeah Uh, yeah. okay yeah so i think he's trying to figure that out but he's like yeah let's do it cool i have a note in janet's mouth (laughs) <laughs> well, yeah. it's a very it's a very like Vidalkin thing to do too, right? Where you're like logically trying to, again, kind of the to to go back to Hannibal. It's the like you're you're trying to hide something in a drawer in your memory palace, right? To be like Winnegar, 
in in like in in the future remember this drawer like open the door and you will find the truth inside so you try to bury something where the demir can't get it that's cool that's really cool yeah okay so you you agree and she she smiles and she says uh oh good uh, i was so hoping you would answer that way i have some paperwork for the both of you intake forms you understand welcome to the house demir and she she takes like literally takes forms off of her clipboard and like puts them on the table. And the three of you start kind of like going through the process of what it's going to take and like building your your fake identity. It's easier for you than it was for Road because your fake identity is who you actually are. Right. So it's like, OK, you're going to be playing Torgor, a Rakdos uh, loot player, and you're going to be playing Winnegar, a <laughs> uh, quirky is it scientist. Right. Like they don't have to do that much work to make your fake identities because they exist already. Uh, in a way, you're you're the perfect agents. Uh, but while that's happening, we cut back to external shot of, I assume, Tack, are you, you're going to the meeting, right? You're not going to miss that, right? Yeah, I'm going to go straight to the meeting okay. in my, <laughs> my new superhero persona. It's fine. You're hidden. So we, we cut to, we cut to the Carnarium, the Rakdos Carnarium. Now it is, uh, it is an abandoned, uh, carnival space, right? It looks much like it does on the card. It's, it's got all these kind of hanging, uh, these hanging red, uh, this fabric, the floors got blood stains all over it. The, um, the, there are like arena seating all around and out in the seats skulking through the shadow. We find, we find tack, right? So tack, mm-hmm. you, you come here, it's abandoned, but you're told to wait here. Uh, and you've been here, I think a little while and, and there's, you know, there's rats scurrying around, but no, nobody else here. And then. Right about when you're like, well, this doesn't make sense. I'm going to leave right about at that moment where you, you kind of decide that this is this is not working. You uh, you hear footsteps and though he is looking around like nervously, it is clear that the person that walks into the into the scene is here either under duress or like they don't want to be here. He's nervous. Uh, yeah. And so when we see him walk into the light, we see it's a man wearing a uh, he's wearing a gray cloak over top of a red and blue like a uniform of some kind, but he's got the cloak to cover it and he pull, reaches up and he pulls the hood back and we can see he has uh, black hair uh, and a slightly squished kind of like pompadour haircut with like a line of gray in it. We've seen this guy before. This is Ral Zarek. Uh, you, you, you've seen him, uh, at least once before. He's a huge deal. He's basically Niv Mazet's right hand guy. And oh Yeah. And we see he's him come in. Hey, the guy. Yeah, exactly. He's that guy. And he's got he's got that big uh, Mizium gauntlet thing that he uses for casting spells and stuff. But he's got it under the cloak. And he looks nervous. Uh, not scared, but like, you know, he's, he's jumpy. And so we see him come in and he, he looks around and he waits a few minutes. And you hear him, you hear him say like to himself, he's like, where the hell is he? Come on. I don't have time for this. And then you notice a breeze. Just just a little bit of a breeze at first, and you're in a tent, so it shouldn't it's unnatural, and you notice right away, and Ral notices too. The the wind seems to sort of pull uh towards the center of the room, and then there is a popping feeling, like you feel your ears pop, and there's a bright blue flash, and a portal opens in the center of the carnarium. Portal tears open, and through the portal steps uh, a blue-clad figure. He's a little shorter than Ral. Uh, he is uh, he's wearing a, a blue mantle and a cape uh, and he's got a, a cloak on with a hood up. Uh, he has ornate uh, silver patterns uh, on his uh, on his cloak. And as he steps up to as he steps out of the portal and the portal closes behind him, he he reaches out and they shake hands. And you see on the back of his arm, you see the the faded uh, gruel tattoos uh, on the on the back of his arm and they shake hands 
And uh, the man with the glowing blue eyes says to, uh, to Ral, he says, Zarek. And Ral says, Guild Pact. And he, he like makes kind of a, fu- a false bow. And I, I think that's the shot, right? Is the two of them and then Tack looking yeah. over the back of a seat. Um, Doing a very like Aunt May-ish, like just like in the in the silhouette of all this is just tax face being like. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And that's what we see. And we, we fade out on the episode. <laughs> are, you, are you OK, Katie May? Are you all right? Woo. I didn't think we'd get here for another 35 episodes. <laughs> On my birthday, Adam? <laughs> my God. Well, I mean, you know, he's gotta he's gotta he's gotta come to uh he's gotta come to Ravnica eventually. So Please. Yeah. So at the beginning Watch of the next episode, uh Tack, you just take out your sniper rifle and, just, <laughs> and then it's over. Yeah. Show's done. I'm just gonna take yeah. it out of my diaper. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Your Golgari sniper rifle. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, so that's that's Thank our you. episode of James Ballard Must Die. This Ooh. was such a fun one. What a great episode! I love wow. I love all the weird like Demir mindfucky stuff. Like it's so hard to do as yeah. players, but it's it's so much fun getting to getting to play around with that. Yeah. Um, so Very yeah, cool. this this kind of feels like a season uh, like a season ender for us, and then the a next lot one changed. Cause, yeah, because yeah, Torgor and Winnegar, like there's there's the whole Demir angle. Uh, you know, Road is returning to to the house. Demir might change alignment. Like we've got some room to to kind of play around with it. So I'm really excited about uh, about the next episode. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let's do let's do experience, and then we'll do shoutouts, and then we'll. Uh, Too we'll be much done. of an empty ass to do experience. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, so uh, did we uh, did we learn something about Jace Bellerin, his conspirators, or servants? Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Tack, you definitely did. Absolutely. I one hundred percent. I did it, guys. <laughs> you did it. Yep. You did <laughs> it. <laughs> yep. Uh, cool. Did you did you express a unique aspect of your class, uh, race, or background? Hmm. I think, I think uh, everybody yeah. gets this one yeah, this time. Yeah, I feel like, I feel like, uh, yes. And then did you express your connection to your guild in a meaningful way? Uh, yeah. Again, everybody gets yeah. experience for that one. Oh, um, we did it, y'all. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and then... Are we going uh, four for four? We very, we very well might, yeah. Uh, did your alignment complicate your character's life in an interesting way? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Attack, attack definitely there was that point where you're like oh. do i kill the baby i'm not that evil i'm a different kind of <laughs> yeah I'm a different kind of i was like mm. yeah you actively like, did you had yeah. several opportunities to turn that into a, a oh bloody chaos murder situation right. and you're like no no self-serving well, evil not and chaos tk evil. personally i don't like endangering or killing kids on camera oh, so yeah. that I was mean, never going to be our totally. possibility it would have been back. it would have been way like tonally way off even though we joke yeah. about winnegar the <laughs> baby murderer <laughs> wouldn't actually yeah. well no we we actually only talk about the rumor of that's right yes. <laughs> like, yeah. the legend that's right somewhere, <laughs> somewhere in the azorius is a is a legend of a terrible necromancer <laughs> who kills babies for his experiments <laughs> but yeah cool i i mean i think i think it's four for four i think everybody gets all the experience so yeah yeah. Nice work, everybody. Good episode. Cool, yeah, cool. Really uh, well, let's we'll do some shout outs. Let's start with uh, Torgor, the birthday boy. Masood, take it away. Thank you all. Uh, hey, it's Masood. Uh, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Marudway, M-A-H-R-U-D-E-B-O-I. Um, yeah, I'm just basically posting content of comedy I'm doing in Chicago and or my cat. 
that's about it <laughs> uh yeah hey thank you guys so much for letting me do this on my birthday as well uh, this is, yeah no this is so much fun uh thank you my fellow castmates thank you adam for running this and thank you most of all our audience for coming back week after week oh yeah uh, we would not be able to do this without you so what a nice gift you give me oh that's so nice thanks Masood. uh let's go over this way uh katie may take it away Hi, I'm Kate May. <laughs> and I'm fine. Oh, <laughs> oh no. I I made it through the episode. My I'm like I'm gonna have to go like lay on my couch and just de-nervous myself after yeah. this. Hi, I'm Katie May. I um I'm usually the dungeon master, which is why I just get such intense feelings as a player because I don't feel like I'm in control here. Oh, far. being a player is so helpless feeling. Like oh, I have is. that experience too, where if you're used to GMing and then you're a player, you're like, wait, things are happening to me, and I don't I I don't know how to handle this. You <laughs> yeah, did great. You Thank, you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, so yeah, watch me DM. Uh, it's uh, Dungeons Dice and Everything Nice. I almost forgot the name of my own show. It's been three years. Um, yeah, DungeonsDice.com. Check us out. It's real good. Uh, come to C2E2. Oh yeah, that's, that's happening. That's my plug. But that, that's all I got. C2E2 um, and PAX East are happening at the same time this year, right? I think yeah. so, yeah. Should this be the year I skip PAX and go to C2E2 instead? Uh, yes. It's in we Chicago, right? Yeah. yeah, I've never been to Chicago. I should do both of those things. You've never been to Chicago? No, Come hang out with us. Yeah. Hmm, maybe Wait, I TK, will. Come to Chicago. Maybe I will. Maybe I will. Everybody coming uh, out. Speaking of Chicago, uh, down below. Drive up here. <laughs> down below, Carlos. Yeah. Get away. Everyone. Yeah, you can find me on all social media under Carlos Kritz. I currently don't have anything in the works right now uh, that I can talk about, at least. But... Yeah, so that was easy. <laughs> Perfect. Great. Yeah, I'm in the same position where I'm like, it's the beginning of the year and I have a bunch of stuff I could talk about, but either I'm under an NDA or we haven't announced it yet. So like, whatever. Yeah. I guess there's nothing going on. Uh, yeah. And then finally, down in this corner, my personal favorite murder baby. Uh, yeah. <laughs> TK, take it away. Almost a literal murder baby. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, it's me. It's TK. And I don't know what Katie Mae is crying about because I had a delightful time. <laughs> Nothing bad happened to me as usual. Uh, full hit points. Lost my plus one dagger and all of my magical items, but that's fine. Lost all my um, yeah, but you don't get to be Demir, money so and silverware. That. That's great. So, yeah. Cool. I'm just not in the club. It's fine. That's okay. <laughs> Gonna no, go ahead and nope. interpret that. You as... want to be the cool kid that's not in the club anyway. So <laughs> I'm the bully now. <laughs> new year, new me. Oh, <laughs> Katie May, bless your heart, sweetie. Mm -hmm. It is nice that you think. It's nice that you think that that's possible. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I write spooky stories on the internet, and if you like them, then you can read them at my website tkjwrites.com, which I'm not updating because I'm lazy. Or you can follow me on Twitter, TK Joins the Fray. Also not updating that, I am also lazy. So that's it. Um, I probably have things going on. Can't tell you about them because I don't know what they are. Yay! Uh, <laughs> tonight is the last night for people who want to enter the uh, Tales from the Mists Ravenloft Ooh, Resolutions yes. giveaway. We're giving away a level up dice set. It's okay. very beautiful. You can see it on our Twitter page. Uh at Miss Tales D and D, and we're coming back on Valentine's Day. Ooh. 
for season three. I, you know, it's gonna be smooching. I was gonna say I don't usually like or buy into Valentine's Day type content, but I feel like if it's a horror game run by TK, that will be a different kind of Valentine's Day. So smooches and stabbing and secrets. Perfect. Good stuff. Thanks, everybody. This is a great episode. This may well be among my favorite episodes of this show. I'm very proud of everybody today. We did great. That was super fun. Uh, audience, thank you for being here. Uh, if you uh, if you want to catch up on old episodes or check out any of the other stuff that Roll20 does, you can find it in video form uh, on Roll20 app on YouTube. And you can find it in podcast form wherever podcasts are found. Uh, I can't personally wait for Winnegar's five hours an episode unedited Winnegar Thoughts <laughs> podcast. So I'm sure we'll be getting that going sometime this year. Uh, thank you for coming, everybody. We will be back next time. Uh, I hope you will be too. See ya. Bye. Bye. Bye.